Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day so what makes a life a good one in the coast guard we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 480. I am Paul Gilmartin. This is the This is the mental illness happy hour and what the fuck is going on? Holy shit. We have put off doing a guest-based interview again this week because I decided to create a survey around the whole situation called the Pandemic Survey, and I wanted this survey to be reading uh, the thoughts, feelings, experiences that you guys are having right now, and thankfully, a lot of you guys filled this filled this survey out. And, um, of course, we could always use more people filling it out. It, and also the loves survey. We're going to be reading some some loves in uh, today's survey. Let's dive right into it. This is from the loves survey filled out by a guy who calls himself Black Cat. And he writes, I love it when you have a restless night of sleep. And even though you couldn't close your eyes for more than 15 minutes at a time, you're tired, exhausted, and ready to pass out. Well... Then there are some small rays of sunshine coming through your window, and you realize that it's one of the earliest mornings you've woken up in a while. Woken up to in a while. But that leads to a spark of energy that gives you the will to make it happen, to get up, gear up, and go for a great bike ride through the most beautiful, pla- through the most beautiful places near you. Places that are so different in the early light of the day. Completely different environments and experiences. And then you realize that a night of misery does not have to last through the forever. Sure, always present, sometimes late, sometimes early, but always there, the first light of day. I'm sure I fucked up in reading that complicated sentence. I read it through about five times and I was like, yeah. Let that, let the listener figure that one out. So one of the questions, um, on the pandemic survey is if you could be quarantined with anybody who would you wish to be quarantined with and as opposed to the normal survey where I read one person at a time I wanted to try something different with this one because I don't know there's just there's a kind of a, a hopefully a sense of community in the world going through this at the same time and I wanted to read question by question, as opposed to person by person, question by question, and read response after response from different people. So to the question, uh, if you could be quarantined with anyone, who would you like to be? Uh, My closest friends and girlfriend, my family, any of my friends that are creatives, they are never bored and can look at issues uniquely outside the norm. Drew Barrymore. That's a very specific one. Just about anyone I've been close to in the past. Currently alone 24-7 with my dogs. 
exactly where I am and with the same person and animals I am. My partner, who I thankfully am with every day. My wife and son and all the video games. Girlfriends and lots of books, crafting materials and tasty food. I cannot stand the presence of people. Isolation feels safe solo. I'm doing good. My partner and I are pretty relaxed people and I have money to buy things. I'd be quarantined with my partner but in a bigger place, maybe somewhere with more bedrooms and land around it so we could go outside and still be on our property. My kids. I can think of a better person to be quarantined with than my husband. I wouldn't mind if my daughter, who was in her 20s, was there as well, but I think she would be bored to death. At least where she lives, she can still work at her dream job, which is away from the general public and relatively safe. The whole family. I'd like to be quarantined with the great author Haruki Murakami. I have no idea who he is, but I'm going to invite him to stay so I can get to know him. Would that be would that be complicated? My husband, my dogs, my garden, a splash of vodka, a weight winning. I pretty much feel that I already have the ideal situation for the most part. The only thing I would add is that I want lots of gardening supplies so I can work on that while I have to stay at home. I know I am so lonely, have been for so long, numb to that. Can't take risks, don't trust people, so probably my doggy. If I could have anything, I would like to have the type of relationship with the person that I have with my dog, though. Specifically, unconditional love. God, so many of us, I think, just want to find a person that consistently loves us the way our dog does. And that's why on a first date, I think you should say, to the person, do you think you can rise to the level of a dog? And then just stare at him really hard. One person with some animals. My wife. Definitely my dog. If I had a bigger house, then a friend or lover would be nice. I would love to be quarantined with a creative person who has a sense of themselves. I'm happy with my spouse and cats. Wouldn't mind a good dog, too, though. <laughs> this one is very interesting. Vladimir Lenin, Rosa Luxemburg, James Baldwin, Audrey Lord, Buffy St. Marie. I wish I were off-grid in the Arizona desert right now. I'd be planting all kinds of food crops. Gracie, because I can't rollerblade with a bulldog and an old pug. Oh, by the way, I took a ferocious spill uh, rollerblading Gracie last week and just was bloody all over my knuckles, my knee. Oh my God, I'm glad I didn't knock my teeth out. I came pretty close. Uh, and I'm too self-conscious to rollerblade by myself. I've tried rollerblading without the jorts and mesh tank top, but I'm still worried about how I look as a grown-ass 37-year-old man. I wouldn't feel so self-conscious skating with a beautiful lady who is a pro skatewalker. I would rather be by myself. Alone time isn't a thing for me anymore. Honestly, I'm happy to be here with my pets. I'm not sure I'd want to share my space with any human, uh, with any human I can think of for such an exterior extended period of time and this might be the best one two porn stars and a chef i like that one porn star is not enough for you <laughs> gotta mix it up now the question is is do the chef does the chef get in on the action That's a hard, that puts you between uh, a rock and a couple of hard places and make your own joke there. This is from the love survey filled out by Cat Lover. He writes, cold, cloudy days of winter in the early evening when the sky's turning all kinds of beautiful colors like pink, silver, blue, and gray. Spending time playing football with my son and punk rock shows in Chattanooga and all the memories I have of 18 plus years of attending them. 
Never imagined a big punk scene in Chattanooga. This is also from the love survey filled out by a woman who calls herself finally happy. I love seeing the peers I was in residential treatment with thriving and living their best lives. I love watching my rescue cat joyfully discover how much he loves playing with toys. I love that one. I love spending an evening watching documentaries and drinking tea. I love going to bed knowing that I can sleep as late as I want the next morning. Oh, that is such a good one. Such a good one. Uh, This is from the uh, pandemic survey. And these people are all responding to the question, what part of your life has been most affected by this? My mental health. I'm the type to be constantly busy, training, competition, or hanging with friends. I do it to avoid how I feel about myself. And right now I'm feeling unstable. Daily activity, kids' schedule, etc., Just the sense knowing that families are struggling and there is really little I can do. Work and home. Love being able to be with my daughter all day, but working from home with her, my productivity is down and I actually worked 13 hours yesterday to get caught up so it feels like I never stop. It is more stressful. The ex being here is not the most comfortable either. It's been two weeks and we've gotten along rather well, mostly ignoring each other, but today was a tough time over money, so now I am wishing one of us had somewhere to go, LOL. Boy, that has got to be tough. Being confined with an ex. Uh, the other, Another person just simply writes, uh, most affected by my mental health. Work. I lost a lot of faith in the company I thought I would work with forever. I've never felt so disappointed or betrayed by them until I experienced how they treated us and the rest of our employees the last few weeks. Took everything in me not to flip my shit every single day. I'm fortunate enough to have an office I can cry in. I sleep like shit now because I fear tomorrow might be the day I get exposed to the virus. Even though I've been single for a long time and live alone with a cat, I'm rarely lonely because I have a very close group of friends uh, that hangs out often. Not being able to gather with them and share meals, laughs, and hugs has been really tough. It occurred to me the other night that I might actually go a few months without physical human contact, and that makes me really upset. Socially, weird to not be able to hang out with friends. I've been forced to stay away from the laboratory and experiments and finally work on writing papers that I've procrastinated on completing. My feeling of being sure of anything. Oh, I love this next one. Stupid emails from every company I ever did business with. I I totally agree. Do I really need, you know, an email from... A company I bought a dog toy from four years ago. I used to go to the gym every day. Now I'm not able to. I run a couple of times a week and do some body weight exercises at home, but I have a lot of anxiety around my body, even with my partner. So I'm trying to do 20 to 30 minute workouts without him seeing in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Wonder why you would want him not to see you. I suppose if you're struggling with body anxiety, that probably would be. That would be stressful. I've been most affected by being unemployed for the time being. I miss actually going to work and not working from home. I miss my Tuesday evening meeting with other domestic violence survivors. I miss being able to go sit at Starbucks for a break. I tried my first uh, online Zoom meeting last night uh, for my support group. And it was, it was nice. It was comforting, but it was bizarre. It was bizarre. It's weird too, seeing people in their home environments, you know, and just like just thinking, oh, that's the pillow you lay back on when you jerk off. <laughs> I miss. Uh, I've been most affected uh, by my social life. I feel bored and isolated. Not being able to be close to my adult children and grandchildren. 
Being an introvert, I have projects lined up, books to read, and my animals to talk to, although the conversations are getting rather complex. I'm starting to miss my limited social interactions with close friends, which makes me appreciate them more. Most challenging for me is being in my 1,200-square-foot condo 24-7 with my 29-year-old son who should be finishing his master's degree this semester, getting a great job, and moving out on his own. He and I both have a lot of anxiety about whether that will happen as scheduled and very little patience with the idea of an extended stay due to circumstances beyond our control. I think we will get along better once he leaves the nest. I feel like I'm making an underappreciated sacrifice, and he resents almost everything I do and say. Loss of money in both my businesses. I feel as though this is what I've been training for. I'm not in debt. I have savings. I've maintained positive friendships, and I have love in my life. I eat well, exercise often, sleep well, keep a balanced attitude, uh, and in parentheses, it can't all be rosy, and I get to work with dogs all day. Thank you for those. This episode is sponsored by Prolon. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has unique benefits such as cellular rejuvenation, an idea that was awarded the 2016 Nobel Prize in Medicine. And Prolon is based on that. It's a plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. Uh, my package just arrived. It's uh, Each day has its own little container with very clear instructions on how you're going to do it. And I'm very interested to, to see how, uh, how it's going to go. Prolon isn't a diet. Prolon is science. Right now, Prolon is offering Metal Illness Happy Hour listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash podcast. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash podcast for this special offer. That's prolonlife.com slash podcast. This episode is sponsored by When Breath Becomes Air. When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi is the exquisitely observed memoir of an idealistic young neurosurgeon attempting to answer the question, what makes a life worth living, as he deals with his own terminal cancer diagnosis. It's a stunning reminder to live while we are alive. A must-read for anyone in medicine, from a doctor-turned-patient. For healthcare workers, expand your view on patient care and the fragile beauty of our mortal lives through Kalanithi's unforgettable words. Some of the questions Kalanithi wrestles with in this book include, what makes life worth living in the face of death? What do you do when the future flattens out into a perpetual present? When the future is no longer a ladder towards your goals in life? What does it mean to have a child, to nurture a new life as another fades away? When Breath Becomes Air is a number one New York Times bestseller, Pulitzer Prize finalist, and named one of the best books of the year by the New York Times Book Review, People, NPR, The Washington Post, Slate, and more. When Breath Becomes Air is available wherever books are sold. Learn more at prh.com slash breath. This is an email I got, and it's not from, they, they don't give a name. It says, congratulations, your email won as we bring to your notice the result of the UK National Lottery Fund compensation winning draw for the year 2020 organized by the Qatar 2022 FIFA World Cup Organized Committee. That is so funny because about two weeks ago, I was thinking, if I could just win the UK National Lottery Fund compensation winning draw for the year 2020 organized by the Qatar 2022 FIFA World Cup Organized Committee, my life would be so much better. And then I thought, how do I know that thing's on the up and up? And then I read this. It continues. UK National Lottery Group has noted the widespread of fraud activities that are being committed by charlatans and impostures within United Kingdom, Africa, and the world in general. And I thought, well, these people aren't committing fraud. They're on the up and up because they are 
blowing the whistle about fraud. And that put my mind at ease. I had to look up what charlatans meant and impostures. And it turns out impostures are people pretending to be someone with scoliosis. And I'm not sure why they say United Kingdom, Africa, and the world in general. It kind of feels like that's a very passive-aggressive way of putting down the world in general. In view of this, your one million British pounds sterling only, that was disappointing, would be released to you by our paying bank in South Africa. Please note that your lucky winning number falls under your valid email address within our Afro booklet representative office in Africa as indicated in electronic play coupon. I have always wanted to visit an Afro booklet representative office, whether it's in Africa, Australia, Eurasia. A lot of people will split Eurasia into Europe or Asia, and I like to combine them just mostly because I'm pressed for time. Our African agent will immediately commence the process to facilitate the release of your funds as soon as you contact our African agent's office. All participants were selected randomly from worldwide website through computer draws system and extracted from over 10,000 companies and personal emails from Asia, Africa, Europe. I like that they separated them for this. I think as this email goes along, they're becoming more open-minded. Asia, Africa, Europe, South America, and Middle East. For security reasons, you advise to keep your winning details strictly away from the public notice until the process of transferring your winning compensation fund has been completed and your funds remitted to your account in your country by our paying bank in whatever manner you deem fit to claim your fund. Congratulations. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am. This eases all of my financial concerns and they I have to say are really flexible in how they're working with me because I am asking to be paid penny by penny sent by ground in a five foot by five foot box packed with foam peanuts one of our sponsors for today is betterhelp.com online counseling I do not think I need to sell you the merits of online counseling right now. Um, I've been using BetterHelp for a couple of years now. And boy, it is nice to have somebody that is there when I need to reach out if I have some question about what's going on or some feelings I need to process. And um, my therapist, Donna, is just, she's great. She's so great. And if you want to try online counseling. Just uh, go to betterhelp.com slash mental. Make sure you include the slash mental part so they know you came from this podcast. And then just fill out a questionnaire. And if they have a counselor they think is a good fit for you, they will match you up with one. And you can experience a free week of counseling to see if online counseling is a good fit for you. And you need to be over 18. We are also sponsored by OMG Yes. Uh, OMGYes.com is a website devoted to women's sexual pleasure. In partnership with Indiana University, my alma mater, and Kinsey Institute researchers, they asked tens of thousands of women, what was the one discovery you've made that really made your sexual pleasure better? Then they found the patterns in those discoveries, the physical techniques, the ways of guiding partners and the mental practices, such as ways of turning off distracting thoughts. And then they organized all that stuff, all that wisdom onto a website, omgyes.com. Psychology Today called OMG Yes warm, wise, tasteful, and fun. The Times called OMG Yes nothing less than the next wave of an unfinished sexual revolution. OMGS is for everyone who cares about women's sexual pleasure and wants to make it even better. Women, men, and couples. Go to omgs.com slash mental for a special discount. That's omgs 
com slash mental. So grateful that, uh, at least as of right now, uh, the sponsors have not bailed on us. Um, Patreon donations, as you can imagine, are way down, which uh, certainly is, is making me nervous. But uh, everybody's nervous. I know it's not just me. Going back to the pandemic survey, these are responses to the question, uh, during this time, what are your most common thoughts and feelings? No one wants me, should just give up to the thoughts in my brain. I wish people would just listen so we could get a handle on this. I'm doing my part. That some folks will suffer greatly having kids at home, being unemployed, etc. Fear, sadness, uncertainty, appreciation for what I have and where I am, and fear. Worry over self or loved ones dying, difficulty with uncertainty. Boy, that is, if we have ever been faced with having to work through our fear of uncertainty, holy shit. Anxiety. Almost impending doom. I'm afraid our government will not take care of us like they should be. People are stupid assholes and only self-serving. Now, I know it's not everyone, uh, but thinking it's a political hoax or hoarding supplies is bullshit. You don't need six years worth of toilet paper or cases of masks to never leave your house. You don't even need toilet paper. You just need an outdoor hose and some fencing. Anxiety, fear, hopelessness, loneliness, stress. I fear for the health of my family. I think the U.S. wasn't prepared and isolation measures were implemented too late. This is going to be bad. Mild sadness. That I'm a terrible writer and that my work is going to finally discover this after years of procrastination and deflection. I started off feeling lonely and not being able to get out. Now I just don't want to get really sick. Oh, this one's dark. Finally, I might get lucky and not have to suicide. That I have to just do this one day at a time. How is this going to affect my health insurance? And will it fuck me sideways as I try to take care of my mental health? The world is ending. I need to figure out what I can use to barter when that time comes. I have been stockpiling pelts. And I got to tell you, nobody wants a pelt. This is it. We are heading into complete societal collapse. There will be riots, violence, craziness. To be honest, I've been somewhat happy at the thought that I can't go anywhere and no one expects me to do things outside of my home. I have to say, of all the ones I've read, financial fear aside, concern for other people aside, that is one that I think most <laughs> clearly... I, I relate to happy would be a strong word but relieved at not having the number of commitments that I normally do which is low compared to the average person there is very little to break up the mundanity of it all it's a bit like the movie Groundhog Day for me because there's nothing to break up yesterday from today this morning my son came out of his room and told me how afraid he is of everything going on him expressing his vulnerability was touching and I made a silent vow to try and be more patient and understanding now oh, that's really beautiful I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of the self-righteous words spewing from people who feel they are being better at self-isolating. Fuck, I'm doing everything I've been told by scientists. I don't need any Karens telling the world to stay inside. I'm going for a fucking walk, Karen. Is that a term I'm, I'm not familiar with? Karen? I'm a loner, but starting to feel some cabin fever. Thankfully, I have a dog. Oh, I'm so grace, graceful. I'm so grateful for Gracie right now and my girlfriend, Christina. Although we were talking yesterday and the job that she's working, she's here on a work visa from Ecuador. And as you can imagine, shit is up in the air. And 
it is it is we're just trying to take it one day at a time but the thought of her having to leave the country is really bumming me out fear I'm going to get my parents sick and then I will be left with no one I'm all alone if something happens I'm alone I will suffocate to death because I'm a woman with no children and they will give the oxygen to someone with children if I end up in the hospital during peak crisis just that I have to not get this otherwise I'm good for dead and there's no way I would possibly just have mild symptoms It also doesn't help that my wife works in medical, so I fear she will bring it home. Not fear so much, more sadness that I might not see my family and friends in the U.S. again. Fear for my loved ones and sadness for people dying without their people by their sides. I'm going to die alone with no money. I'm going to get COVID-19 and be destitute because I have crappy insurance. Thank you guys for for all of those. This is from the Love Survey, filled out by a woman who calls herself Ash. She writes, I love when it's actually truly quiet in my house, and all I can hear is the hum of my computer and the tinkling sound of my wind chimes from outside. Bonus points if it's raining. I've been amazed by how many listeners prefer, have, have loves that are about... Um, rainy days as much as sunny days. I love my husband falling asleep cuddled up next to me on the couch while watching TV and our cat curled up in between us like a little furry macaroon. I love making the rounds to every room in our house and watering all of my plants. I have a lot of house plants. Something about the repetitive act of refilling the water can and checking each and every plant makes me feel calm and happy. Yeah, now I think is a really good time to find out what is it that we're we're passionate about? What is it that we can do for self-care or just to hold our interest? And for me, it's jamming carbs into my pie hole and then wishing I hadn't. <laughs> is getting bloated an activity? Does that, does that burn calories? If so, uh, I'm due to be very slim. Uh, this is the question, have you been engaging in any unhealthy coping mechanisms? And these are the various responses. Some isolation by sleeping, feeling okay about it, not yet problematic. Avoidance by lack of schedule and watching TV, feeling a little guilty about this one. I tend to get busy when I have anxiety, so no. I smoke weed daily to help with the anxiety, but I have amped that up since being home daily. I also ate too much today because that's what I slide into when overwhelmed with coping. I'd just gotten out of a bad depression right before this, so I'm fighting daily to continue the good habits that got me out of it. I haven't figured out how to cope, but I'm definitely eating a lot of comfort food. I'm going to try not to, but I'm afraid I'll come out of this fatter than I want to be. Over slash stress eating. Reading Reddit. Drinking too much, not exercising. I'm aware of both, but not particularly motivated to change either. Online shopping. I'm buying myself comforts, but feel bad that I'm making people go to work to package and deliver them? Or am I keeping companies afloat? I'm not sure about anything anymore. That would be a good t-shirt for this time. I'm not sure about anything anymore. Not eating is a welcome relief from daily binges for decades. I'm watching more porn. Out of five days working from home so far, I've spent two of them working on my laptop while scrolling porn on my phone all day. I don't think I'm at porn addiction level yet, but I'm very aware of the increased use of porn. I don't want it to become an issue. I've been self-soothing by picking at my skin and eating foods that are painful to consume as my primary meals, mostly hot Cheetos and salt and vinegar chips. I don't feel bad about engaging in them because I've had worse behaviors, but these have been habits I've been trying to break. 
sleeping LOL and not watching the news. I don't know if that's unhealthy. Uh, I think there's a fine line between staying informed and putting ourselves uh, through unnecessary emotional turmoil. Compulsively scrolling through social media, watching way much too t- way too much TV at night. Ugh. Smoking. Maybe overeating, but not anywhere near a binge. Ugh. Makes me anxious because I won't have anything to eat when I'm actually hungry. Thank you guys for those. This is from the love survey filled out by Daniel, and he writes, Last year, I was on a field trip for my biology major in Santa Marta, Colombia. At the end of the trip, the sun was setting down, and the colors that were reflecting off the beach were so beautiful, really bright red and orange colors. I felt peace and calmness sitting on the water's edge, just soaking in all the beauty that nature gives us. I haven't seen the beach in over five years, so this really made me smile. I love that. I love that. There goes a helicopter. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Or is that a plane? Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's one of those those planes that take off from a standstill and go straight up. Those are kind of creepy. Those are a little creepy. Maybe they're called creepy planes. And maybe to drive that, to be a licensed pilot to drive that, you have to have like five-inch-long fingernails and a Svengali mustache. Or does Svengali just have a beard? This is from the love survey filled out by a guy who calls himself Anthony. He writes, I'm divorced, so when I get to see my daughters, it's that. When I don't, then it's the mealworm farm I've got going. Getting to watch them grow and turn to beetles has brought me immense joy. I never even knew that that's what mealworms turn into. Bonus joy, watching my daughters interact with the farm and getting to teach them is also a plus. You sound like a really good dad. I love when I see parents interested in what their kids are interested in, rather what they think their kids should be interested in. Have you been engaging in any healthy coping mechanisms? And then these are the responses to that. Cleaning. I've been deep cleaning my house. Another person. Cleaning, cooking, trying to move some trying to move some outside of work every day. Hot bath. Time and games with kids. I'm sewing masks for health workers, creating art and encouraging others, reaching out to shut ins and writing letters. Wow. That is impressive. That is impressive. Trying to get good sleep and take at least a walk a walk a day, which was more than I was getting before. Long walks with dogs every evening, choosing one small cleaning task per day around the house to accomplish, calling and chatting with friends who I hadn't kept in contact before. I'm talking about my anxiety with my partner. Neither of, our, neither of us are really people that normally talk about our emotions. He's keeping me level now more than ever. I've also had some close work friends who have been as angry as I have, so it's been good to have people to blow off that steam with, remotely, of course. Focusing on work, checking with my friends frequently, I've also been watching a lot of live-streamed music performances, and while it makes me cry hearing the well-selected songs for the time we're living in, it makes me happy that as a community we can still engage in coming together in this small way over songs. Upping my online 12-step meeting attendance, taking time to feel feelings, journaling more, adapting my fitness routine to keep a fitness practice. I'm doing my daily yoga workouts, trying to eat healthily and not judging myself for my work. I'm making myself work and write for short periods balanced with getting up and moving. Limiting seeking information, distractions with movies and books. I've learned to dissociate and compartmentalize my whole life. For once, everyone feels like the inside of my head on a daily basis and I see them panic and I realize I'm stronger than I thought. It's actually forcing me to rely on myself to structure my day and give my life meaning. I'm meditating each day, getting more varied forms of exercise, making new online relationships, and reconnecting with people I lost touch with. I've been knitting and listening to podcasts to distract myself. I've 
also been checking in with my friends who have been more affected by this pandemic and have been baking and cooking for them, which makes me feel useful for the time being. I cannot find any flour. I want to start baking bread. I bought all this stuff for it, and I got some great recipes, but I cannot find any flour to make to make bread. Weaving, reading, word puzzles. Being with my dog, just having her sit beside me helps a lot. I'm currently painting my cabinets and have brought acry- bought acrylic paints for more artsy ambitions. Having seven fused discs now, boy, that is a lot of fused discs. My painting project is moving very slowly, but what else do I have to do? I plan modestly for each day, and so far, I've achieved my goals, which feels good. I take my dog out for three long walks each day. He loves it, and the fresh air does us good. Chronic fear has been shown to do so much damage to one's body. My husband and I do what we can to keep laughing. We have even more time to expand our sex life. I read the news only twice a day. I read the news only twice a day from reputable sources. Facebook can suck my ass. And of course, Netflix exclamation point. I don't think they mean Netflix can suck their ass. I think they mean that's one of the things they're Uh, I've also been watching um, the first season of Arrested Development. It's such a funny, such a funny show. Oh, man. Sometimes this totally uses up my energy envelope for the day, but walking dogs, maybe. I love the way she smiles ear to ear and lets out this little happy yawn when I pick up the leash. I have to use a bike to give her her two-mile walk because she's a lab border mix. And though she's almost 11, she still needs a ton of exercise and won't chase a frisbee or a ball. All she wants to do is hunt, and she prefers a wingman. That would be me. Those are great. This is from the love survey filled out by a guy who calls himself Dutch. He writes, I love how a close relative has confided in me First, when telling me something deeply, deeply personal and life-changing. I love the level of trust and care we have and how we have the language and boundaries we need to discuss complex and sensitive topics. I love walking outside during a thunderstorm in the rain with the cracks and lightning around me. I love reading insightful Twitter threads about something I never thought I'd read about, much less be interested in. I love cycling through Amsterdam because it's crowded and you get to yell at tourists to get off the bicycle lane. Can't have the real Amsterdam experience without it. I don't know if there is any city that is more uh, prone to getting bumped into by somebody than Amsterdam. It's just to, to sometimes to just go 20 yards, you have to walk through five lanes of like a tram, people walking each direction, people biking each direction. But a great, great city. I love it. I love the smell of wet forests when the air is so brisk it slightly hurts the inside of my nose. I love exercising in winter and you get that feeling. And then like when I was a kid playing hockey on frozen ponds and you'd be out there for eight hours and then on the walk home, you'd you'd finally feel how numb your toes and fingers and the tip of your nose was. And then you take a shower and it felt so good, but your toes and your nose and your fingers would feel like they were on fire for about the first 10 seconds of the shower. This is from the love survey filled out by uh, Brittany. She writes, the feeling of a warm washcloth pressing against my tired face in the early morning. Driving on a two-lane highway at night and the oncoming driver actually turning off their bright so I'm not blinded. After a long day of work, coming home and crawling into my bed under my soft, cool sheets. Ah, Those are great. Thank you for that. Well, you know what? Let's do this. Speaking of soft, cool sheets, uh, one of our sponsors for today is Etitude. Uh, I have to say they are the softest, most favorite sheets I have ever slept in. Um, Well, let me read what they say about it. Uh, 
If you want to get the best sleep of your life, you got to try Attitude Sheets. Attitude is feathery soft. It's 100% organic bamboo made with a non-toxic manufacturing process. It's also hypoallergenic and antimicrobial. Their organic clean bamboo is extremely breathable and regulate, r- regulates. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm an old cowboy. Eh, regulates your temperature. <clears throat> It regulates your temperature to improve your quality of sleep. So why not try Attitude? These amazing sheets have a 30-day risk-free trial. And if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your sheets for a full refund. They even cover shipping on returns. I have to say, I am I I love them. I love them. And I uh, highly recommend you, you check them out. Attitude Sheets. They're soft as silk, breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton. You're going to love them. And right now, you guys will get 20% off your first sheet set and free shipping. Just text MENTAL to 64000. The only way to get 20% off your set of Attitude Sheets and free shipping is to text MENTAL to 64000. That's M-E-N-T-A-L to 64,000. We are also sponsored by Native Deodorants. They also make toothpaste. Uh, A lot of conventional deodorants have aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands uh, to keep you from sweating, but it's not a That's not something you really want. Native's deodorant is made without aluminum, so you can feel better about what you're putting on your body while smelling and feeling fresh all day long. And they are great deodorants. I like the the way they smell. I like the way they feel. And it's nice knowing that I'm not putting garbage on my body. It's formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc, and made with ingredients you've actually heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter, and it comes in over 10 cents, like coconut and vanilla and lavender and rose. That's the one I have, lavender and rose. Also the name of my two aunts, my two favorite aunts, lavender and rose. Native is also excited for the relaunch of their toothpaste. Native's toothpaste uses a special blend of naturally derived cleansers, flavors, and whiteners, to deliver a great brushing experience and the same clean mouth feeling you're used to. There's no risk to try because Native offers free shipping on every order and 30-day free returns and exchanges in the U.S. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MENTAL during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com and using promo code MENTAL during checkout. Let's do some loves. This is from uh, a woman who calls herself Bye Bye. She writes, my pet snake is adorable little snout and the trust that I feel he places in me when he lets me handle him. The way I feel safe when my wife wraps her arms around me, taking the first bite of a big juicy steak that I've cooked perfectly. Thank you for those. These are loves filled out by a guy who calls himself Go Fuck Myself. He writes, taking a sip of cold ice water on a hot summer day and feeling it flow into your stomach. Like putting water on a pan you just cooked on and watching it sizzle until it cools down. Thank you for that. Anna writes, waking up uh, about loves, waking up early in the morning to make breakfast for my son. I'm a single mom. I've been doing it every day since he's a toddler. He is now 16. Dropping off or picking up friends and family from the airport. Oh my God. You are like a saint. You are like a saint. You know what I love is when I pretend that I'm offering to pick someone up or drive them off from the airport knowing that they're not going to take me up on it, so I get credit for offering to pick them up or take them to the airport. (laughs) Ironing the clothes of people I love. Anna, you are a good egg. All right, I'm going to fast forward. My my throat is going to not going to make it through all of these things I have set to read.
This is the question from the pandemic survey. What would you like to say to the rest of the world or someone in particular? And these are all of the people's answers. Take a deep breath and do what's best for you. Listen, stay at home if you are able. You are not alone. We're in this together. Don't give up. It will get better. There are always helpers out there. And in the parentheses, Mr. Rogers. Look for them. Hang in there. I don't really have anything other than wishing the world would be more considerate to others. I am just doing my best. I hope you are too. I hope we all are. Sigh. We're going to get through this. It's going to be tough, but we'll definitely get there as long as we respect each other and distance. President Trump, you are a stupid, narcissistic fuckface for further dividing the country with lies to stroke your own ego. You had spread so much disinformation that has or will lead to detrimental consequences. Let's heal and grow from this. Still waiting for it to get better. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Hang in there, question mark, like that meme of the kitten hanging from a tree branch. Please comply with CDC guidelines, but don't panic. Which reminds me, the CDC, uh, in an effort to put together good examples of social distancing, they're asking people to send home movies of their dads. I have found great comfort in the reading of the scriptures, realizing how big God is, and though we might not know his plans, he is there for all who call on him through Jesus, his son. I imagine that one made a lot of people uncomfortable, but you know, I don't want to I don't want to cherry pick and edit out someone's experience because it might make other people upset. I'm actually happy that people can find comfort in ways that uh, hopefully don't hurt other people, though God knows there's a lot of organized religion that does hurt people. Find your common ground with all you meet. Be kind, patient, and giving. Stay inside and cover your cough. I love this one. How's that toilet paper thing going for you? How many people right now wish they had a bidet? Again, backyard hose and some fencing. And a little privacy. Uh, I honestly don't know. I'm disappointed that there is so much willful, willful ignorance and disdain for knowledge. I hope people can get their heads out of their asses. Well, now it would be their dirty asses. I just pray for others' financial and emotional security. Calm down and think before you act. Also care for the people around you. To the 99% neurotypicals, 99% of neurotypicals. Now you know what it's like to feel isolated and stir-crazy from staying indoors because obstacles prevent you from going out. Right now, please stay home if you can, people. Also, thank you to all the people working that have put themselves in harm's way for the betterment betterment of others. Yes. Oh, ditto. Ditto on that. Uh, Another person toppled 1%. We don't have to be mean. To the president, rampant viral infection, soaring death rates, and an overtaxed healthcare system is correlated with negative economic impacts and a slow rate of economic recovery. Dipshit. It's cliche, but we truly are in this together. To those that live with broken glass in the brain like myself and see the world through a panic vision, let's all hold hands and run across a beautiful green meadow together. A better world is possible. Fight for a worker's society. Be kind to each other and don't hoard the toilet paper. But seriously, we are all, we are all each other have. But politics aside and be there for each other. And in this one, I don't know if this is a quote from a movie or if this is an actual personal one, but it says, Scarlet, I loved you so much. I'm sorry I couldn't save you. Why do I have the feeling that's from Gone with the Wind, which I've never watched? This is from the Love Survey, filled out by a guy who calls himself Self Charm. He writes, listening to a recording I made of something I'm writing on guitar 
and being able to hear its value, knowing the praise I might give if a friend shared it with me as their own work. Coming into bed and feeling like I made good food decisions all day and that tomorrow won't have to suffer for today's shortcomings. Thank you for that. It's funny, I, th- I would have thought by now the love survey, I'd be running out of ones I hadn't heard before, but you guys just keep coming up with great ones, man. Please, if you haven't taken the love survey yet, that, that is like my favorite thing to, to read. This is from the pandemic survey, and these are people's answers to the question, have you had any moments during the pandemic that have made you laugh or smile? It sounds dark, but I've gotten a good laugh at those who are living in fear of death, as that is a difficult way to live. Yes, too many to name. I laugh a lot. Not making light of, just getting through it as best I can. Funniest videos of people in many languages on homeschooling. Ha ha ha. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys heard, but Corona finally changed the name of their beer. They're changing it to COVID-19, which I got to say is... <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Most of the moments with my daughter. I never have got to spend much time with her, and she is a thousand times more amazing than I ever thought. Also, the memes that pop up and the videos of people being bored at home are really wholesome and funny. My dog's, I love this one, my dog's constant confusion about me being home 24-7 and bringing me their toys while I'm on conference calls. Ugh, I can't think of a single example, but I've been 100%, I haven't been 100% miserable. I enjoy being home. I just wish I could do it without the worry. Yeah, co-workers making jokes, partners making jokes, and our dogs. My son always brings a smile to my face. TP shortages are fun to watch. I don't understand the fear, real life, normal every day. There's got to be a typo in there. While shopping for groceries with my sister, we got a box of zebra cakes because it only made sense to get snacks we couldn't have as kids as shit was hitting the fan. I love that one. I saw a meme of a man reading a book to a bear. The caption was, read the part again where she burns her mouth on my porridge. Slur aside, I don't understand how that's a slur. Oh, somebody stereotyping the bears again. Slur aside, it made me laugh so hard I snorted a bit. Oh, and today I used my state-sanctioned one trip outside to walk in some woods. I saw the trees in that midway point between winter and spring. I saw crows washing beside a pond. And I saw so many dogs, all of the dogs. It was a great trip. The number of old folks, including my mom, that are following the rules but wonder what all the fuss is about. They've seen it all and are so chill, it relaxes me. I've smiled a lot at the kindness of strangers, at people who help us at grocery stores or deliver to our house or make us food. I laughed a lot at Dr. Fauci's, am I pronouncing it right, response, can you tell I've been trying to avoid the news, response to Trump's misinformation, which has been the most validating experience I've had in a long time. My wife and I talking about ways to combat the hordes of zombie people rushing shitty ass first to our house to steal a couple of rolls of toilet paper that we have left. My friend, who has said he is killing the virus by drinking vodka. All the community sings from balconies, Zoom and webcam symphonies, all the music, exclamation point. I love those. Thank you for that. This is people's response from the pandemic survey to if there is a God, what if anything would you say to he, she, slash it? Why did you have to give me this path? Gonna need to be held back, LOL. I would express gratitude for all that I have and pray for healing for this world and our country, not just from this virus, but spiritual, mental, and emotional healing. 
Dear God, why would you allow such a vile person in the White House to challenge us? What did we do? What can we learn from this? Thank you. There's not a God. Wow, this is some bullshit. (laughs) Please help us get through this. Please provide and help humanity mature during this as well. Why make this something that lasts a long time? Make it quick next time. I still trust you, but dude, you're a little dramatic. (laughs) Might be my favorite one. I am so confused. Where did you go? There is no God. I don't think God would be capable of relating to me. I'm a finite thing stuck in a three-dimensional space and linear time. It transcends all of those limits while also encompassing everything that is, was, will be, could be, etc. It would be like me trying to talk to bacteria. Stop this shit. What the fuck are you thinking? Nice wake-up call, dude. Well, first off, I thank him that he is not a small god, that he is not limited to my finite brain and emotions. I have a very strong confidence in him. I pray that he will help me to live and help me to die. I would ask him, her, it, how they allowed my crazy evangelical parents to terrify and control me as a child in their name. Childhood should be a magical time, and parents should reinforce the best qualities in their kids. Mine was god-awful. Huh? There is a you? I would ask that everything will be as it should be and for peace, I guess. It's hard to say. I am agnostic, so sorry about that, God. Thank you for all you've given us. And could also you do this, that, and the other thing, please? To have this soon pass and hopefully people start to show more care and compassion for others and themselves. Delete anxiety. It's harmful. It's useless. Make it stop. Fuck you. I'd rather burn in hell than worship your ass for all of eternity, you narcissistic prick. I'm an atheist, and honestly, if there is a, quote, God, he is one vengeful motherfucker with a total lack of caring for humans and other beings. The world is fucked because of how humans have worshipped you. I wouldn't. This is a free choice problem, not a higher power problem. We live in disharmony with nature, with each other, with other animals. We prioritize the wrong things and create dangerous situations. It's not God's job to help us continue careening on a path that left, that left unchecked will lead to our destruction as a species. I know I'm a piece of shit. I make no excuses for that. I'm flawed and have issues that I've spent years trying to figure out why. Please have mercy on us as people. Please show us grace in these crazy times. Me, personally, I just want peace in my soul. I'd say, dude, is this the best you could do? You should probably come down for a visit. And then the last one, get the fuck on it, bro. You've been slacking for thousands of years. Thank you guys for for all of those. I want to give one more shout out to one of our sponsors. Oh my God, yes. It's actually omgyes.com. It's a website for everyone who cares about women's pleasure and wants to make it even better. In partnership with Indiana University and the Kinsey Institute researchers, they asked tens of thousands of women, what was the one discovery you've made that really made your pleasure better? Then they found the patterns in those discoveries and organized all that wisdom onto a website, omgyes.com. Go to omgyes.com slash mental for a special discount. And then finally, these are some loves from a woman who calls herself Tay. And she writes, I love that my partner and I have the ability to laugh at something we both find amusing, even if it is not at all in line with the mood of the moment. I love the people who share their struggles so someone else knows that they are so, so far from alone. Those people are heroes. And I love when people who have every reason to be angry with the world instead find every excuse to smile and be kind. That's such a great one. Such a great one. Well, 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I don't know what how how you will receive the uh and I didn't get to all the questions that I I wanted to read cuz my my throat is starting to give out. Um so we'll next week's episode we'll get into the responses to the questions uh what people or things have been your biggest challenge what people or things have been your greatest comforts and what if anything do you wish for um i'm not sure when i will return i do have uh, a bunch of guests recorded uh that i can start airing but i don't know it just something felt like uh I don't know, it would be not the right time to to air those. Uh, like I just wanted to start talking about this stuff. This is all of me thinking out loud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you loose. I'm going to let you go so I can continue thinking <laughs> again by myself. Maybe I'll bounce some things off Gracie. But if you're out there and you're feeling stuck, um, boy, even if you might be physically alone, you are, you are not alone uh, in what you're feeling inside. And... Thanks for listening. Everybody I know is bizarrely beautifully Everybody fucked up I in some weird way. Everybody I know is bizarrely beautifully fucked up in some weird way.